0: Welcome to Fierce, Fun, Feminine, and Other F-Words. I'm Christine Elizabeth, and I help women unstuck themselves. And if you are a woman, I am pretty sure you have said these words, I feel fat, I am fat, ugh, how do I get rid of this fat? If that word, that F-word, is part of your vocabulary, especially if you're a mom with kids at home under 18, this episode is for you. Let's get started. This episode will probably be broken down into many parts, but today I specifically want to approach the word fat for how you describe yourself and for how you feel and how to change your wording so that you're not saying things like, oh my God, I'm so fat. You don't even have to verbally say it out loud. If you think it, You're saying it because your body hears everything that you say and everything that you believe, everything that you think. And if you don't believe me, think about this right now. Just take yourself for a minute and get glum. Get like ho-hum in that, uh, life, I can't anymore. Everything I do goes south. What does your body do? What does it feel like? You can get there really quick, can't you? I'll bet if I asked you, what does it look like? in your body when you feel depressed and you use words that describe your depression that you could show me what that looks like. Now let's flip it. Let's say you're in the zone, you're feeling good and what does that look like? What, do you, what are you using with your body? How do you sit? Are you sitting in your car right now? When you're in the zone, what does it look like? Are you taller? Is your chin lifted? Is your, are your shoulders back? Your chest up? Are you smiling? You know exactly what it takes for you to feel positive and you also know how it feels to be negative when you describe yourself as fat as feeling fat or use the adjective fat to describe yourself your body hears what you're saying and your mind believes it now all of us know what our healthy weight would be we all kind of have an idea right you know what healthy looks like You don't need a coach or a guru or a program to tell you what you should look like to be healthy. You know already. I'm just going to be a straight shooter here. BMI, waste of time. That thing was used for something that has nothing to do with weight. It is a sham that insurance companies and medical insurance companies use it. Toss it. Don't look at BMI. Okay, we don't have to do that. You know, when you're carrying extra weight, you know, when you have rolls and muffin top and cellulite, by the way, is not extra weight. That's just how the skin is reacting to water and fat and all of the stuff under your skin. That doesn't mean you are fat. Okay, so take that out of the equation. Okay, so now we know what is your healthy weight look like? And how far away are you from it? And if you're listening to a podcast with the word fat in its episode title, I'm assuming, I'm making an assumption, that you feel fat. Girl, I've been there. I can tell you that it's a battle every day to not criticize my body in some area. Women all gain weight in different areas. And depending on how old you are, and if you've had children or not, you'd gain it in different places. After your children are older and you're in menopause, which nobody really talks about right now, it's all in the midsection. The menopause belly, it's a thing. You get fat there. You gain visceral fat. You get this little belly. You gain it in your inner thighs. But overall... Every woman gains it differently. Have you noticed body shapes? So some women get really heavy in their shoulders and their bust, and you can see it in their neck and their jowls, right? Some women gain it in their lower body, in their hips, their thighs, their booty. All of us gain it differently. All of us are shaped differently. And all of us have to learn to accept what our shape looks like. Yes, you can change it with some really specific, targeted, Weightlifting, you don't sh- you don't change your shape by just doing cardio. That can help you lean out and lose fat, but you can't change your shape with that. Okay, that's all aside. Now let's just talk about the word fat. I want you to stop saying it. Here's why. I haven't shared this story with a lot of people, but you know this is the beginning of the story I want to tell you. I've been in health and wellness. My entire life, my first job was in a fitness center before I was allowed to like legally work without papers where they limited my hours. I don't even think I was 16 years old yet. By the time I was 17, I was teaching fitness classes before you had to have a certification to teach fitness classes. Now I had a dance background. I was a competitive figure skater. I felt confident in being in front of people. So that wasn't an issue, but I wasn't very trained to be able to go do that. But that's another story. I started in the fitness world at 17 years old, and I never left it, except when I was raising my kids and I you know, first had babies, I did lay it down for a while because I was in that Groove of breastfeeding and toddlers, and you know, that whole life where you are just in go mode and you're lucky if you shower that day. (laughs) So, if you're a mom, you can relate. I've been there and I did gain weight with both pregnancies, so I know what weight gain feels like. I was not someone that was heavy from childhood. So, if that's you, I can't relate to that. I don't know what it feels like to be in your body. I can't imagine what it felt like to grow up that way. What I can say is that after I gained weight with my pregnancies and had to work to lose it, I do know what it feels like to carry extra weight. And I'm talking after the baby's born, right? When you're carrying a child, you feel like you're okay being bigger. The world accepts you being bigger. But when you have that post-baby weight that you can't shake off, then all of a sudden, You're kind of in this category in your mind that you are in the unfit group of people. And there is some truth to that because there is discrimination against people that are bigger, it's a thing. One reason we have body image issues is because larger people are discriminated against. They're not treated the same. You are thought of in a preconceived notion that you don't care about yourself, that you don't have self-respect, that you are too lazy to exercise, or you just can't control eating. There's all kinds of discriminatory thoughts toward people that are bigger. So we have that out there. That's an outside pressure already on us. Then you have the big screen. You have movies. You have Disney princesses. Everybody's little. The big girl is always the comedic sidekick, or she's the person that can't get it right. She fumbles along. And we see these images as we grow up and we age, and we realize, huh, the people that are accepted are thinner. They're the ones that get the cute boys. And so you have that pressure. And then... If you grew up in a home where mom is getting you ready to present to the world because you're going to be courted someday and you're going to maybe be married someday, you may have had a mom who was someone that said, now you need to watch what you eat and you need to watch your figure because boys are attracted to girls that are in shape and use their manners. Am I striking a chord? Does anybody relate to that at all? because that was a little bit of my life. And she shapes you and gets you worried about, oh my gosh, I have, to, I have to look a certain way. And if you watch any type of TV shows or anything that happened in the Victorian era, you can really see where that happened, where young girls, 12 and 13 years old, were turned out into society so that young men in other families could choose the girl of their liking, or they were paired. Families would connect these children together so that they could marry, right? And the girl had to look a certain way. We have all this pressure. And that's just us growing up with all of these feelings and these beliefs and these thoughts in our mind. And we all struggle with our weight. And I can say all because here's the thing. 88% of women in the United States struggle With weight and body image. That doesn't mean 88% are overweight. That means 88% believe that they are not good enough. They have a body image insecurity, body image issues. And using the word fat to describe yourself is fueling it. So when I went through my personal fitness journey, I was probably a size six and I was coaching people in weight loss and I was seeing patients in my chiropractic office and I went through a little challenge to myself. And I thought, if I could get myself down to a size two, you know, I would have more respect and it would give me more credibility. This is what I told myself. No one put this pressure on me. I put that pressure on myself. So I put myself through this little self-challenge and I worked out with a personal trainer. Actually, she's a bodybuilder, bodybuilding competitor. I'm like, you know what? If I work out with her and I kind of mimic her diet, I'm bound to lose weight. And the truth is losing weight isn't that hard. I can help anyone get there, but I lost the weight. I, you know, went from six to size four. And then I remember size two and I hadn't been a size two and like before kids and I started getting all that positive feedback. I started getting compliments and I started feeling really good about, oh, these people, this is social acceptance. Wow. And I didn't even know, you know, size six was that big in my mind. I felt like a whale. Okay. Even at size six, but at size two, I felt more positive because I was getting this outside validation. Right. And so I kept going. And if I ate something that I thought was fattening, I would declare, I can't eat that. It's fattening. My daughter would hear it. If I ate food that I would call unacceptable, like something sugary or something heavy in carbs, I would say, oh, my God, I feel so fat. I'm going to have to work out twice today. If I was bloated because I ate certain foods, and bloat is a natural thing if you eat certain foods, it's the way your body responds to it. If I felt bloated, I would just say, oh, look how fat I am. I can't wear this outfit that I planned on wearing because of how I look. And I used the word fat. I said it in front of my daughter. If I was going out somewhere, I would say, which outfit makes me look thinner? And I would ask my daughter because, you know, kids are honest. They'll tell you. And I kept on going. I thought, you know what? This is working. And when you're on a roll and your metabolism is revved, you can keep going on any fitness plan and lose more weight. I got down to a size zero. And I remember putting on a bikini and, you know, the swimsuit stress, that's real for all of us, right? I put on a bikini and went, oh, my God, I'm still fat. And I was at a size zero. I described myself as fat and I started going, oh, well, maybe I'll wear a one piece. And I, again, with my daughter said, which swimsuit makes me look the least fat? Are you seeing a common thread here? I keep bringing in my daughter. That's what I want to talk to you about today. So my daughter was, through middle school and high school, watching me go through all of this. She was in high school when, just I think a freshman in high school, when I really started pushing this weight loss journey for myself. By the time she was a senior in high school, she developed anorexia nervosa. She got down to 80 pounds-ish. She was tracking her calories and down to about eating 54 calories a day. And it was all in her Fitbit. Every single thing that touched her lips, whether it was in liquid form or something that she chewed, got put in the Fitbit. But at 54 calories a day, you can imagine it was not very much. Now, if you're like me and you're a mom, my biggest goal in life was to raise healthy respectful kids that contribute and give back to society and never have to be in a counselor's office complaining about their mother. (laughs) I just didn't want to be that mom. I pride myself on being the mom that's there for them, drive them everywhere. I was at all their events. I was the one that made cookies. After they got home from school, they were waiting for them or, you know, pumpkin bread, whatever. I was that mom. And I got a call from her mental health team to come in for a meeting with her therapist. And when you are at that severity of an eating disorder... It's to the point where either you're going to be admitted for 24-7 care around the clock, away from your family, or you're going to have some serious outpatient care. My daughter was in serious outpatient care, three to four visits a week, blood draws every week. It was pretty intense. And a lot a big component of it was mental health. There are mental health professionals that work with people that have eating disorders. They are angels on this earth. Well, I didn't ever dream that I was going to be sitting in an office with a mental health professional that specializes in eating disorders because my daughter was in there on their couch talking about me. Well, there went that mistake out the window, but I have good news. I learned from it, but let me tell you the the hard part first. All the things that I said in front of my daughter about my body, about my food choices, and about my exercise... Were being registered in the back of her mind. Like, this is how they think of it. This is how they process it. And if you have kids at home, I want you to imagine what they hear you say. If she heard me say, yeah, I'll have a piece of your birthday cake. I'm just going to have to go work out or or run a mile extra. So whether or not she thinks she's fat at that moment, you're teaching your daughter that "Hmm, you're not supposed to eat sweets. Twice, you know, extra sweet. So you're going to have to work out twice a day. That's normal. If I said to her, "Which outfit makes my waist look smaller?" I was unknowingly teaching her that she needs to be preoccupied with what her waist looked like. This was one of the hardest things, and in counseling and in therapy, this came up. She wanted to go on the birth control pill, and I never will forget it. She was just at the point where she was just starting menstruation. It wasn't even to the point of sexual activity yet. And I, I knew th- that she didn't have issues with her menstrual period. And do you know what I thought? Well, maybe she's hanging around kids that are sexually active because that's happening younger and younger these days. So I used weight as the excuse of why she shouldn't go on it. And I said, you know, you're going to gain five to 10 pounds if you go on the pill. You don't really need it. And you don't want to gain that extra weight. I use those words. She repeated that story to her mental health professional and that came up in counseling and I went, oh my God, how much of this am I responsible for? So when she left the room, they explained to me, I didn't cause her eating disorder. Eating disorders are rooted in... Uh, someone going through trauma or lack of control. They feel like life is spiraling and where they grasp control is food. And so they, they grab onto this thing and they get really good at it and they can manage it and control it. And After they get going, they break their hormones that tell them when they're hungry and full. They get into this mental health area where they can't see themselves for what they really look like. So it does not always start with, I think I'm fat. It starts with out of control. And I was in the background while my daughter was going through a breakup with a boyfriend and some other things in our personal family dynamic not paying attention while I was in my weight loss journey, not even thinking that an eating disorder was something that could happen. I was using the word fat. I was discouraging her from certain things because she would gain weight. I would definitely label foods good and bad. I would punish myself with exercise. All of that, the counselor said, shaped my daughter's body image And her relationship with food and exercise. So I have a question for you if you're a mom. Well, wait. Not even if you're a mom. All of you have a mom. You were all raised by someone. Did your mom ever say anything when you were little that sticks in your mind about your weight, your size, your shape, or about your food, or about exercise? Did that happen to you? Because that stays in your mind. It makes an impression when you grow up. Now, fast forward to your adult life, if you have children, what are you saying about your body, your shape, your size, your fitness, your food, and your exercise in front of your own kids? What do they hear? Are they hearing, I'm feeling really great today. I have great energy. Wow, I love eating this food because I feel so good when I eat it. Or this tastes so good, but if I eat too much of it, it makes me fall asleep. Instead of labeling the food good and bad, like this is the devil, (laughs) this is poison or whatever you might say, instead of labeling it good and bad, how about labeling it for how it makes you feel? Instead of, I love tacos, but they don't love me, (laughs) you can enjoy your tacos and love your tacos and not say anything. How about that? How about that? What if we just take Body and size and weight out of the conversation, then your kids never hear it. Then it's not an issue. So I am sharing this today because this Wednesday, if you're listening to this later, I'm sorry, but I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch this now because I want to catch you if I can. This Wednesday, September twenty second, twenty twenty one, at ten a.m. Pacific Standard Time. I'm offering a free one-hour workshop for moms specifically with kids under 18 years old who are in a weight loss journey or want to be. And I'm going to be teaching how to navigate your weight loss journey in a way that makes you a positive, healthy role model for your kids so that they don't pick up your body insecurities and they don't get a messed up relationship with food and exercise like my daughter did. I had no one out there that I knew of that was teaching this to moms. Nobody, nobody's talking about it. So here I am talking about it and I, I don't coach kids and I do coach moms, but I don't coach in this. This is brand new and I'm doing it for free because I'm passionate that if we can change the story at home, at least we have a safe space for our children to learn self-acceptance and self-love. You're still going to have the outside pressure from Disney movies and the big screen and people with weight discrimination and all of that, but they don't have to feel that way at home. And you may think it's already a safe place. I'm not sure if it is, but if you're not sure... I would love if you could join me this Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. That's California time. I'm in Seattle. That's California time. It's going to be a crisp one hour Zoom call. You can have your camera off. If you don't want to be on camera, it's okay. There will be no recording to listen to it after. It's just a one hour, one and done deal because I feel passionate about helping moms do this and not make the same mistakes I did. Today, my daughter is 22 years old. She is recovered, or I should say recovering. When you're that severe in anorexia nervosa or any other eating disorder as as severe as she was, it's usually a lifelong struggle. But right now, she is surrounding herself with people that are body positive, intuitive eating, and I'm going to talk about all of that on Wednesday in this class, this free workshop, and she is the reason I'm doing it. She's the reason that I am out here trying to help moms improve their health and improve their fitness, but do it in ways that don't trip up their kids to pick up their own body image insecurities from their mother, because moms need to start stepping into their fierceness and accepting who they are, accepting their God-given shape. You can change it if you want to with weights. I'm not saying you can't. But there has to be a level of self acceptance. There has to be some grace. There has to be some love for yourself. Speak to yourself like your best friend. You would never look at your best friend and say you're a fat whale. You wouldn't, but you'll do it to yourself in a heartbeat. And I know it because I used to. So that's what this Wednesday is all about. I would love if you could join me if you're interested. You can reach me at fiercefunfeminine at yahoo.com and just send me the word free. Fiercefunfeminine at yahoo.com and send the word free in the message and I will send you the link to Zoom for our one hour call this Wednesday where we're going to be teaching moms with kids under 18 how to navigate their personal health and fitness journey in ways that make them a positive role model for their kids. I hope to see you there. This episode is a little off style for me. I don't usually use it to promote things like this, but this is brand new. I've never done anything like this before. So if you can't come, that's okay. But please feel free to share it before Wednesday. So if someone you know might want to attend, they can reach out to me and I can get them on the list and save their spot. If you like this episode, more episodes on fat feeling fat, reducing fat, and all of that stuff is coming in the future. Hit subscribe so you get notified when that episode releases. And in the meantime, have a fierce, fun, feminine, and fabulous day.